your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Wednesday, January 5th edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Ramonda Velez from PantherParkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Bonoman12. You can follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore. F L A Panthers. You can also follow the national show Locked on NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. And thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first Florida Panthers listen of the day. Good morning, Florida Panther fans. It's Another homestand finished for the Cats, and another dub for the Cats as well. The Florida Panthers defeat the Calgary Flames last night at FLA Live Arena by a final score of 6-2. A battle of two really great defensive teams um, for in both the Florida Panthers and the Calgary Flames. In, in this one, the... Flames come into this one leading the NHL in shutouts. And Jacob Markstrom had five of them. Um, And many coming into this game on paper, one would think that this would be as low scoring of an affair as one could imagine. A, A goalie duel, possibly. And... One thing I always wondered about this Florida Panthers team is they are very capable of scoring in bunches against average to below average teams. What happens when you have that team that is defensively sound that the Florida Panthers go up against? Is it who who is going to score that goal when it comes to a late game situation to bring this Florida Panthers team to to a victory in in a game in a game like this and the Florida Panthers just answered the bell over and over and over again um in in this one and it it's amazing because the Florida Panthers in this homestand 24 goals in six in six game in twenty four goals in four games in the in this homestand, eleven straight periods with a goal, five plus goals in twelve of their twenty one home games. So chances are, if you attend a single home game at FLA Live Arena, there's an over fifty percent chance that you will see the Florida Panthers score. Uh, Five goals or more for the Panthers. I've been to two home games this year. The first one of the season against the Pittsburgh Penguins, where they scored five. And then the other one against the Seattle Kraken, where they only scored one. So 
me personally, I'm a, I'm an example of fifty percent where I where I see the Panthers, um, uh, score, the uh, five five plus goals or more. So right at fifty percent, eighteen, three and zero, at home. Sure, they still have a lot of stuff to figure out when it comes to how to win on the road. But eighteen three and zero, at home, they have the second best start at home in NHL history uh, behind the Boston Bruins of the 20s. Uh, just one home win behind them after 20 games. And power play. Now that's three straight games with a power play goal for the Panthers. And that is four power play goals in the last three. And the best part about it is, in last night's game specifically, is that the goals came from both units with the the Panthers. And when you have both units that are able to score, that then that makes such a hell of a difference between not only winning and losing hockey games but what other teams going into future games go into when they see that it's a unit that multiple players can score the speed factor as well and crisp passing that the Florida Panthers power play looked last night it was just Great to see for for this Cats team. Two power play goals. Uh, I honestly don't even remember the last time this season that the Florida Panthers had multiple power play goals in a game. I think the one that I could think of on the top of my head is the game against the Carolina Hurricanes back in November, in the beginning of November, um, when they had three in the first period. But other than that, uh, it it feels like it's been a little while since not only that they've gotten a power play goal consistently in con- in consecutive games, but a game that the Panthers scored more than once on the power play as well, and the penalty killing as well for for the Panthers. It, it's been it's been definitely a lot a lot better as well. Of course, you have Alexander Barkov back, your best penalty killer paired up with Anton Lindell um short short handed time on ice Lindell just continues to to be trusted out there defensive zone faceoffs uh in in late game situations Anton Lindell is out there Anton Lindell had an opportunity to be, be on the second line uh last night because of no Sam Bennett no Sam Reinhart and no Mason Marchment so this was an opportunity to for others to step up once again. And Lundell, I was excited for him coming into this one because the 20-year-old rookie coming in and playing a top-six role is a tough ask for somebody, but nothing seems to phase this guy in his very young career um, with the Florida Panthers. And the, the fact that he fell to the Panthers at number 12 in the 2020 draft 
it just continues to show what a high-valued pick uh, that was for Bill Zito and company as Zito's very first draft pick as the GM of the Florida Panthers. And a lot of credit has to go to Bill Zito, who spoke with the Athletic Hockey Show uh, yesterday, talking about the situation at hand with Andrew Burnett and creating his own stamp on the team after the situation that they went through earlier this season with Coach Hugh having to resign. And and also talks about uh, Jonathan Huberdeau's impact on on the team that it, it's just it's just incredible what this uh, how great this team is uh balanced scoring regardless of people being out with covid and the the depth is really showing and the gm bill zito has a lot to do with what happened uh these last two seasons in the next segment we're going to go over more of this 62 victory over the Calgary Flames. So keep it right here on Locked On Panthers. Your first listen of the day. It's the new year. So that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars, which may be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. But like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever. Throw out all the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars. So when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and it's good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with a new limited time flavor. So check out Built.com to see what's new. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Once again, use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Second segment here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast is the Florida Panthers are coming off a 6-2 victory over the Calgary Flames and sweeping this four-game homestand before hitting the road to Dallas and then to Carolina. So with... Sam Bennett being suspended and Sam Reinhart and Mason Marchment being placed on the COVID list along with uh, Tomo Rutu as well for the Florida Panthers and Derek McKenzie. So the Florida Panthers were down two assistant coaches. So that meant Rob Tallis had to be behind the bench for the Florida Panthers. So lines look like this. Carver Hagee, Alexander Barkov, Maxim Mammon, Jonathan Huberdeau, Anton Lundell, Anthony Duclair, Frank Vitrano, Joe Thornton, Owen Tippett. Ryan Lomberg, Etsu Lusterinen, and Patrick Hornquist. Defensive pairing, Mackenzie Wieger, Aaron Ekblad, Gus Forsling, Radko Gudis, Lucas Carlson, and Brandon Montour. And 
this game was one that kind of started very physical early. Uh, Radko Gudis gets a hit on Johnny Gaudreau, and then a little bit of scuffles happen uh, between the two teams. And one former Tampa Bay Lightning player that's now on the Calgary Flames, Blake Coleman, there's a little bit of that bad blood still from the playoff series. And Blake Coleman got a total, I believe, of 11 shots on goal for the Calgary Flames uh, in this one. 12, excuse me. He got 12 shots on goal in this one. Nobody, nobody got even close to... There's only one more that got half of that in, in, in this game. So the Calgary Flames uh, forward slash former Lightning was definitely wanting to stick it to uh, the Panthers. And the the and and this this game also the fact that not only fo- the forwards were scoring for the Panthers but it was uh the defense as well for the the Panthers as well Brandon Montour Brandon Montour probably had his best game as a Florida Panther not only did he get uh three assists in this one what one of them um one of his goals was was tipped by um uh by Joe Thornton um and he ended up be, be um getting the goal but the fact that Brandon Montour created so much offense uh in this one is just incredible and he even though Montour is a third pairing defenseman uh there's been there's been a little bit of times where you can see like where the fit is for Montour not the biggest Montour guy but uh you can see at times where he can fit on 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 this team and three 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 points in this one creating a lot of offense in this one as well and the panthers um after that penalty by um at the 452 mark where gus forzing was hooked patrick hornquist uh right right in right in the in front of the net gets the gets the puck and gets it past jacob markstrom Jacob Markstrom, who's been incredible this season, uh, gave up six goals in this one. Uh, uh, something rare for the Florida Panthers to, for, excuse me, for the Calgary Flames uh, goalie to give up that many goals this season. Uh, shortly after um, Patrick Hornquist scores, Johnny Gaudreau, Johnny Hockey, uh, just skates past Weger and Ekblad. They lose him, and he gets 11 straight road games now with a point. Johnny Hockey, and if you're the Calgary Flames, you find any any reason to to re-sign him and i mentioned earlier blake coleman had 12 shots on goal for the calgary flames and then he shortly after Goudreau uh uh skates past uh the panthers defense uh coleman gets one he squeezes uh past sergey bobrovsky and that goal by sergey bobrovsky is one that bob would probably like to have back but after that goal, which was the tenth shot of the game for the Calgary Flames, Terry Bobrovsky stopped thirty-nine straight shots. After that, he went forty-seven of forty-nine in this one, and of course, the Florida Panthers won by four goals. But thanks to Sergey Bobrovsky, uh, he prevented this game from being even closer. Uh, of of an uh. uh he prevented this from being an offensive barrage from both teams 
and the Florida Panthers, um, the first period alone, this uh, you, you got one game's worth of scoring in just one period. Forsling, uh, which looked like to be his first goal of the season, uh, has a crowd right in front of him, uh, in in front of the net, and then uh, it all started with the forechecking of Jonathan Huberto and Anton Lindell. They don't get a point as far as the scoring goes on the goal. However, they do have get a lot of credit, and that's what sometimes that the box score doesn't always say whenever a a goal happens or or it doesn't always show how how that goal is developed unless you actually watch the game and Lindell and Hubie really helped create that goal by Anthony Duclair because uh Gus Forzing's shot was tipped in by Anthony Duclair so no goal for uh Gus Forzing, so he's still goalless. Um, so the two players that have yet to score a goal for the Florida Panthers are Gus Forsling and Radko Gudis. So, uh, the again, power play, another one uh for for the for the Florida Panthers. Brett Ritchie uh holds Anthony Duclair. Panthers go on the power play, and then uh Joe Thornton tips in Brandon Montour's shot, and that's a veteran move by Joe Thornton. He create he creates an opportunity right in front of the net, and he and he tips it in just like his his teammate uh, Patrick Hornquist. So the Florida Panthers uh, have two very trusted veterans who are gonna get you those uh, greasy goals whenever you need them. And the second period, after so much scoring between the two in the first, the second was kind of the complete opposite um because the both teams were attacking but the two goalies there were so many times where you saw both goalies have double deflections and both goalies were stopping uh both teams and you were just seeing a a, goal, a goalie show in the second period um Markstrom had a double deflection save off Anton Lindell um Sergey Bobrovsky stops Blake Coleman, who was all alone on a breakaway. Um, and Maxim Mammon as well. There's a point where he had a back check on the in the Panthers zone and then skated from the Panthers zone all the way uh, through multiple Flames defenders. Uh, the broadcast was talking about not sure if Maxim Mammon or Connor McDavid. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I was thinking, let's slow down a little bit, but the skating ability there of Mammon in that sequence was just incredible. And a lot of the times what happened in this one was just the beautiful forechecking that the Florida Panthers had to create those opportunities on uh, Jacob Markstrom. And the it, we talked about it for the second goal of the of the game for the Panthers, but there was a lot of opportunities due to the Panthers winning their board battles, forechecking in the flame zone, um, not giving them an opportunity to clear, and that was just that was just one of the best uh, forechecking games that the Florida Panthers have probably had all season, and the the even though the second period was the 
was a really defensive period. The exciting, really, really exciting part was just the the end of it, of the second period, where at nine, 1943, the, there's a loose puck. Etzelis Therainen uh, gets through, not gets through, but he's checked by two Flames defenders. The, as Ryan Lomberg is trailing, the puck finds Ryan Lomberg as he's just using his speed and goes all alone and then scores against his former team. The storyline before this one was the missed opportunity of Sam Bennett not facing against his former team because of his suspension, but nobody mentioned Ryan Lomberg. Not even I mentioned Ryan Lomberg yesterday against his former team. That's Lomberg's only third goal of the season. Uh, and by the way, he's on a three-game point streak now, uh, Ryan Lomberg. And because he doesn't score often at the rate that Sam Bennett does, I guess that's a storyline that people didn't even really consider. And Ryan Lomberg, after the game, talked to the to us about uh, what it felt like scoring against his former team. He didn't budge. He talked about it, how it's just another game. There's great guys out there that he played up against, but a win's a win. That that's all that matters. So he had a very uh, mature answer. He didn't. He wasn't very self. He wasn't selfish at all when it comes to talking about his individual uh, success on that goal. Um, but also. The Florida Panthers defensively sound through two periods. They were they were out shooting uh Calgary thirty seven to thirty. They were they were in as far as forechecking and keeping the puck in their offensive zone. And in the third period, shortly after killing a penalty. Uh, Patrick Hornquist inter- intercepts a pass in the Flames zone and then nails a wrister pass uh, Markstrom at uh with an assist uh, with that one and Patrick Hornquist um, two goals in this one, one of them a power play goal in that one, just an awareness type of play, intercepting that pass and then creating an, an opportunity to put this game out of hand and that goal which was the fifth goal of the game made it Another five goal game. Like I said, twelve times in twenty one games, the Florida Panthers have scored five plus uh goals as well. And another goal shortly after killing a penalty of Lucas Carlson, second goal of the season, and then the Panthers controlled play. They controlled the puck in their offensive zone after, shortly after, and he gets one through. So. 20, 20 goals in the last three, 24 goals in the last four games. So averaging six goals in that homestand. Of course, the numbers are a little skewed when it comes to that game against the Tampa Bay Lightning, but you'll, you, you want to still pat yourself on the back a little bit and just Give yourself a little bit of credit when it comes to that. And, and also put the league on notice that don't that this is a team that isn't going to, that is going to be taken seriously. This is a team that has caught the eyes of many in the NHL. So the, the whole Florida Panthers don't get respect is a bunch of baloney because they do have a lot of respect around this league. Many 
many, many outlets around the National Hockey League, not just in the U- in South Florida, but in in Canada as well. They're they're talking a lot about the Florida Panthers on what they're doing, and in his homestand, sixteen different players scored as well. Uh, eleven straight periods once again score scoring. Um, looking to see if they continue that against Dallas on the road. Thirty nine shots saved by consecutively by Ber- Sergey Bobrovsky, forty seven of forty nine in this one. Um, incredible. Without Sam Bennett, no Sam Reinhart. No Mason Marchment. And you're, you're missing a lot of your top six. And you still find a way to blow out the Calgary Flames. And there was a stat, a few stats that Mike Kelly of NHL Network uh, posted uh, after the game. It said he was talking about 14 odd man rushes for the for both teams, eight goals, 94 shots on net. It's not the type of game that you expect out of these two defensive teams. Daryl Sutter, the head coach of the Calgary Flames, was talking about how he feels about the Panthers. Haley Salvian of The Athletic uh, tweeted about saying, this is a different level of team, saying, we had some guys that didn't meet the challenges in terms of one-on-one stuff, close quote. So a lot of praise from the opposition. Uh, Daryl Sutter of um, the Calgary Flames. Andrew Burnett talked about how when you turn on a Florida Panthers game, you're going to be entertained no matter what. And that's just awesome. That fourth line of Blomberg, and Patrick Hornquist, bottom six scoring is going to get get you to and put you into new heights that you thought you would never get to. And if you look at the Tampa Bay Lightning when they won back-to-back, Championship. Look at the Pittsburgh Penguins winning back to back. That that not only did their superstars score, but they had their bottom six scoring as well. And certainly, the the Panthers have gotten that with the fourth line of Lusterin and Lomberg and Hornquist, and they love each other. Um, he's the Brian Lomberg talks about how Patrick Hornquist's energy is contagious in the locker room, and that's definitely um one that I feel watching just this game on TV. And I'm sure that even for you, the fan who, if you happen to go to games at FLA Live Arena, you definitely feel that even better in the building. And that's just a beautiful thing to see. Uh, Brandon Montour got three points. Harvard Hagee got two. Hornquist got two. Uh, Lomberg and Carlson got goals. Joe Thornton got a goal. And Alexander Barkov got no points. And... The Florida Panthers still won six to two. <laughs> Incredible! Just depth, depth, depth. That's what the, that's what this Florida Panthers team is, is, and it's just a beauty. And you guys, you guys, the Florida Panther fans, should definitely be excited about this for sure. In the next segment, we're going to take a look at the division and look ahead for the Florida Panthers as they now pack their bags and hit the road on a two-game road trip. So keep it right here on Locked on Panthers, your first listen of the day. BetOnline has you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through college football season and the pro football playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. 
from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Bet online, where the game starts. Third and final segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast is the Florida Panthers are coming off a 4-0-0 homestand, defeating the Calgary Flames 6-2 last night and scoring 24 goals in the last four games. I want to talk about a little bit of trends uh, for the Cats on how what they've been through through 33 games the last three seasons. Thankfully, um, I saw this uh, tweet from Twitter uh, based on what the Florida Panthers record what has been through 33 games the last three seasons. So, 2019-2020. 16, 12, and 5. 2020, 2021. 20, 9, and 4. 2021, 2022. 22, 7, and 4. So each and every year under, even though Coach Q's not here anymore, under this new regime with Bill Zito coming in, because that first year was Dale Talon's Last year as the general manager, Coach Q's first year, you have Zito and Q in the middle, and then, of course, you get Zito now, and, of course, with the situation with Q resigning, you still, you, you still have the person up top in Zito, uh, the, the guy making the moves to put the players in place uh, for this Florida Panthers team. And the trending... The upward trajectory that this Florida Panthers team is on, I remember just coming out of the Stanley Cup bubble, um, the qualifiers, just thinking that what's the direction of this team? Uh, because there wasn't enough around the core three of Barkov, Huberdeau, and Ekblad. We know the core was there, but what what pieces are you gonna be? putting around him. Of course, that was year one of Sergei Borowski's contract, which was very underwhelming, of course. Looking a little different now, the Keith Yandel contract was still intact. Mike Matheson's contract was still intact as well. And the Florida Panthers have still been able to rise above after some of those mistakes by Dale Talon, even though there were some good that Dale Talon did during his time uh, with, with the Panthers. But the, the difference in just a few years when you make a front office change has just been something, something different. And th- this year, Bill Zito has got to be in more consideration for the GM of the year. I, I know Lou Lamorello of the New York Islanders um, Made great trades uh, last year to acquire a a Kyle Palmieri that really helped them last year, but with if Bill Zito has a great trade deadline and it takes the Florida Panthers to the top of their division and maybe even the Eastern Conference, then you gotta really consider putting Bill Zito as the GM of the year because I think he might have. Uh, 
I think there might he might have gotten robbed uh of that last last season and that that might be a hot take but it's a very valid argument as far as the division goes um the Boston Bruins defeat the New Jersey Devils by final score of five to three looks like that the Boston Bruins will be fighting more for a wild card spot as as opposed to being in the top three but you never know uh with with any given night in the NHL with all the games in hand that Boston has Tampa Bay uh Seven two final over the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Florida Panthers still remain one point back, but as far as points percentage, the Florida Panthers are still leading. Detroit, uh, a team that is very fun to watch, despite pro- them probably not going to make the playoffs this year. But there's uh, they're a team on the come up, and they're they're just so much fun. Um, the Montreal Canadiens they had their home game postponed against the Washington Capitals. The Chicago Blackhawks and Colorado Avalanche, uh, they, uh, they go to a 4-3 final in overtime where the Colorado Avalanche find a way to win. And Marc-Andre Fleury, I saw the highlight, had probably one of the best saves of the year. I definitely uh, recommend you guys uh, looking up this uh, one incredible save that Marc-Andre Fleury had that I saw just like right before going to bed uh, last night. Um, but yeah, the Florida Panthers are still in position to to uh win this division and it, it kind of sucks that the next time that the florida panthers will face the tampa bay lightning won't be in april and their first matchup against toronto won't come in march but the florida panthers in the meantime they gotta take care of business 18-3 and 0 at home is incredible it's something that i would have never predicted coming into the season maybe i would say something like maybe like i don't know uh, 15 wins through 21 games, and and still you'll take that any day of the week because you you're still winning over 50 50 percent of your home games, like nearly 75. But this is way over uh 75 uh for for the Florida Panthers and the ultimate home ice advantage. The Florida Panthers have a goal differential this season of plus 31, which is second in the league right behind Carolina, who they'll be seeing on Saturday. But this game's on the road uh, this time around when they face them, and they'll be facing them on Saturday. And the Florida Panthers will be traveling first to Dallas on Thursday against the Dallas Stars, who the Florida Panthers were very, very familiar with the Dallas Stars last year, going 6-2-0 against them in the COVID season, the divisions, the Central Division last year. Um, they saw Dallas eight times. Um, one of the best games was the game before Aaron Ekblad fractured his leg that Ekblad was denied a game-winning goal. It was called back, and then a few seconds later, uh, he got the game-winning goal again. So he had two game-winning goals in one game, but one of them didn't count. And um, unfortunately, the, the the very next day, he fractures his leg. He's out for the season. But the game before that was probably one of the craziest finishes uh, of the Panthers season last year. And Panthers, um, they're going also going back to a place where one of their most fun preseason games uh, th- this past preseason of all their uh, prospects playing against the Dallas Stars and the Panthers uh, scoring in bunches too. Owen Tippett was one that led the way during that preseason game. And of course, uh, there's a difference between playing at regular season speed and um, preseason speed. Of course, uh, 
because the Florida Panthers prospects were going against the Dallas Stars um, regulars. So does that happen during a regular season game all the time? Probably not, but it was still an impressive showing from the Florida Panthers prospects uh, during the past preseason that that was in Dallas just back in October. So encouraging sign at that time. But this is the first of two meetings between the two teams. They'll also be meeting again in Sunrise, Florida uh, next Friday as well. So uh, the next two weeks, we'll be seeing plenty of Florida Panthers versus Dallas Stars uh, coming up in the next uh, two weeks for the Florida Panthers. Tomorrow, we're going to try to get together with Dane Lewis of Locked On Dallas Stars to preview this matchup between the Florida Panthers and the Dallas Stars at 830 Eastern Standard Time. The Florida Panthers are still 4-4-4 four, four and four on the road, still trying to get it together and find their groove that they found at home of going 18-3-0. Let's see if they can find that magic on the road as well. So if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast and be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen today. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Lockdown Bets. Your one-stop shop for all things gambling. Lockdown Bets, hosted by Boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms, so subscribe to the Lockdown Bets podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day.